life with all its complexities. It can either be lived or it can be survived. The question is, where do you fall? Now, God's plan for you and I is for us to live life abundantly. But how do we get there? Now, welcome to the podcast. You see, our goal at Live Alive is to encourage, empower, and equip you to live life without limits and discover how to live alive. Family, thank you for tuning in and welcome to another Live Alive podcast. We pray you've been blessed by your time with us thus far. Listen, it's time for us to start a new year with that includes an opportunity to experience new. Therefore, we all come with an attitude of expectation, but it's got to be two part. It can't be about what just what I want. It's got to be about what I'm willing to do to get it. Let me share this story with you. It's a story of two friends who traveled out of town to watch their favorite football team play. They both arrived at the hotel in separate vehicles, but had two totally different initial experiences. One was able to park right in front of the building, didn't have to touch his bags, left his keys in the car, showed his ID and was escorted immediately up to his room with bags carried by a bellhop. But then on the flip side, there was the other friend. Now, this friend had to drive for about 15 minutes trying to find a parking spot that he didn't have to pay a lot of money for. Then he continued to struggle carrying his bags getting to the hotel. When he arrived up to their room, his friend said, why did it take you so long? He said, man, I had to find somewhere to park that didn't cost a lot of money. Then I had to carry all these bags. Front desk didn't initially know who I was. It was just a mess. The friend said, oh, I'm sorry. You got to understand, man. This hotel, I use this hotel often. I should have told you all you had to do was pull out in front. They already had your license plate number and they were ready to take care of everything you needed. But I guess it's not your fault. You really didn't know. Since I go here often, man, you know they take real good care of you here. There's a lot to be learned by this story. Let's take a deeper look at it and see how this relates to our expectations. Now, this story seems to be a pointless waste of time until you consider two key factors. Two people going to the same place with the same route found their journey to be one very complex, one very simple. And the difference between the two of them was one had an expectation that was based on two things. It was based on his experience and it was based on the fact that he's been exposed to the standard of this hotel. Could it be possibly that sometimes we go through so many struggles in our lives and we have limited expectations so we function at a lower level than God ever intended us to simply because we haven't been exposed to greater? Could it be that we've never been uh, in a place where we could experience what it was like to have customer service like these gentlemen in this story? And the question becomes for us personally, am I living below my means? Am I not reaching my goals? Am I not accomplishing all the things God has destined for me? Is my financial status lower than I than it can be? Is my career dreams and goals a minimized point of existence where I find myself just getting by simply because I don't realize that there is more? I want to explain and express to you today that your expectations are always set up by two things. It's by what you're exposed to and it's by what you experience. 
Listen at the the relationship between the two words. Experience is something that you have had encountered personally firsthand, but exposure is something that happened within your presence, something you were able to observe, something that has been around you. And I want to encourage you today that sometimes, and make you aware that sometimes we have limited expectation, one, because we haven't been exposed to better, or two, because we have not experienced better. It's like the difference between the child who knows what it's like to come home and never have anything in the refrigerator and the difference between the other child who comes home to a butler who has a hot meal as soon as they hit the door. It's not that they both don't have hunger. It's not that they both don't need food. It's just that one has experienced and been exposed to a lifestyle where privilege and resource is something set before them every day. And I want to encourage you that the God we serve is hungry to expose you to something new. The God we serve is, is is hungry to expose you to the life of abundance that John 10, 10 talks about. The God we serve is passionate about exposing you to new experiences that unfold the possibility and the potentials of your life. Do you not realize that all faith is, is a tool to guide us to what God has already said? Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The only reason it's not seen is because the human eye cannot understand all that is and all that will be until God reveals it with his heart. If I turn all the lights off in the room you're in, around you may be a TV. If you're in a bedroom, it may be a bed frame. If I turn off all those lights, you can't see it. But are those things still there? Yes, they are. And what the word of God and relationship with God and prayer life does with God is it's like turning on the light in a full room in the midst of the darkness. When I can't see it, it feels empty. It feels alone. It feels void. It feels vacant. It feels like it's absent of any resource. But when the light of God's word reveals potential, it reveals your skills. It it reveals that business. It reveals that college degree. It reveals that aspiration. It reveals that healthy relationship. It reveals those opportunities you begin to see what already was there, but you just could not see it. And I want to encourage you that stability is in the room, that health is in the room for you, that healthy relationships is in the room, that that marriage you've been seeking for is in the room. And it's just a matter of whether you've allowed God to reveal some things to you to create a different expectation based on a new experience and based on new exposure. Now, the question becomes, how does God get us to a place where we can expect more by exposing us and by helping us experience new? It's another E word, and it's by a God encounter. What it is, is we've all had our own encounters with God. Whether you've been home watching TV and you begin to feel the presence of God as some tele-evangelist shared of the love of God and it pricked your heart, or you've been in a stadium full of, of Christian believers who raise their hands in worship and tears begin to fall that you could not explain. It's an encounter with God. Whether you were driving down the road and you had a car accident and you found yourself in the hospital hanging on to life by a limb and yet you found a dream that called you and said, I'm God and I'm here to save your life. You had an encounter. Or if it was something simple as sitting at a diner at the counter, eating your meal, and all of a sudden someone walks up to you and seems to say the right words to reach right to the reality of where you are. It's an an encounter with God. Paul had his encounter on the road to Damascus, went from killing Christians to writing almost two thirds of the New Testament. We've all had these encounters. 
encounters and what you understand about God is these encounters are a setup to provoke a new expectation by giving you a different experience. And honestly, if you're listening today, the reason why you're still listening to this conversation is because you realize you, number one, may need a new encounter with God. I want to encourage you that encountering God's presence is the beginning of a change that you need in your life. Does a simple moment of prayer solve every problem? No. Does a simple word from God or reading a scripture jumping out on a on a page, does it fix all your finances instantly? No. But what God does is he sets you on a track. He sets you on a path with a encounter with him that will literally change your entire life. So if you don't get anything else from this podcast today, I want to encourage you to set yourself up for an encounter. Set the stage for you to have an encounter with God. Read your word a little more today. Go and spend time in prayer intimately with God. Turn your cell phone off. Turn off the TV. Shut down Facebook. Shut down Twitter and TikTok. All the other crazy, goofy stuff we use to distract ourselves from the reality of life and spend time just saying, God, I want to hear from you and watch God turn that one moment into a life altering process that progresses you towards health and healing. But it begins with an encounter because it's exposure and experience that work together through and create new expectation. But God exposes and gets us to experience when he creates in the midst of an encounter. Now, understand God uses encounters for us to experience and expose new levels, new opportunities and new dimensions of life. Now, there's a biblical story I'd like to reference that clearly lays out a beautiful picture of both expectation, exposure, encounter and experience. We all know the story of the woman of the issue of blood. Jesus was on his way to heal somebody else. And while he was walking down the road, this woman heard about Jesus and said to herself, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. That is such a beautiful depiction, description, and illustration of what it means to have expectation. And But the key of this expectation is learning that expectation, if you're taking notes, capture this, expectation has a dual assignment and a dual-natured target. Expectation has a dual assignment and a dual-natured target target. There's expectation for you and then there's expectation from you. Whenever you're looking forward to move forward, when you're looking to move forward in your life, when you're looking to start afresh and anew, when you're looking to experience more, when you're looking to start the nonprofit, when you're looking to move forward onto a new job, when you're looking to get your household in order, you have to understand there must be an expectation that you have for yourself. But wherever there's an expectation for you, there must be an expectation from you. It's dual nature. The expectation for you is what you're aiming for. It's the goal. It's the vision. It's what you see. The expectation from you is the plan that gets you there. It's the process you're willing to walk out. It's the work of your hands that you're willing to do 
on your own in order to create what God has placed in your heart and in your mind by way of vision. Expectation for you is from the heart. It's vision. Expectation from you is for the hands. It's the work. Expectation for you is a future, a a manifestation that you're looking for. But expectation from you is a right now process that is stepped out and laid out before you so you can walk out what it takes to create that which you expect. Expectation for you is something you want to possess. Expectation from you is what you're willing to do. And we have to have this dual balance that I don't just have a dream, but I have a plan. I don't just have a goal, but there is a written process. I don't just have an aspiration, but I have steps that I'm taking. And the reason why a lot of us plan to move forward, have unfulfilled dreams and goals is because we major in one and we minor in the other. But actually, we have to invest equally in both. I must make as much investment in my plan as I do in establishing the goal I have. I have to invest just as much in my dreaming and my hoping as I do in my working and my creating. I have to invest just as much passion into discussing the dream with the people I'm close to as much as I do with working the dream at 11 o'clock at night when I'm really tired and don't feel like it. I have to invest in the dual nature of the objective objective of my dream. In order to move forward, you have to have an expectation for you of what you want to possess, but it's also got to be an expectation from you. What are you willing to do to get there? But look at this text here in Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. There's a a short phrase that lays out a beautiful picture of expectation both for and from. Matthew Matthew 9, 21, here's what it says. It says, I will be made well if I only touch the hem of his garment. Here it is. We talked about her before the woman with the issue of blood. She had a dual nature expectation. She expected for herself to be made well, but she expected from herself to have the passion and the pursuit and the strength to touch the hem of Jesus garment. Look at the balance of the two. Look at the joy in the two. Look at the 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 vision and look at the plan. Look at the intent and look at the effort. Look at the balance between what I'm hoping for and what I'm willing to do to get it. And I want to encourage you today as you're listening to this podcast, if you have yet captured what you want for your life, what you're believing God for in your life, what you feel God wants to do in your life, but you have not gotten to a plan, then you're missing the vital steps necessary to achieve what God is doing. Or if you're living in the flip where your life is so busy, you can't keep up with what day it is, but yet you have no intended goal in mind, you too are missing the opportunity to move forward because we're so busy functioning that this function has no objective. Therefore, we thrive off the moment, but produce nothing in tomorrow. Moments are excellent 
Encounters are great, but these encounters have to set us up to enduring relationship that carry us to extended and reach goals. Could it be the reason why you're drained is because you're literally beating a dead horse with your life. You're answering every phone call. You're running to every emergency. You're taking every side gig. You're working yourself 40, 60, 70 hours a week, but yet it seems like nothing is being produced. Could it possibly be you've got enough expectation from you. You're willing to invest, but you have not yet solidified what you want to create with this investment. What type of farmer does not map out the land he covers to identify how to strategically place his seed so he can produce the healthiest crop by establishing the area where the corn has to be, the area where the grapes have to be, the area where the watermelon has to be, the area where the apple tree need to be planted. And a lot of us are farming with no produce because we're busy planting seed without structure and without objective in mind. But I want to encourage you to understand even the inspiration of God requires structure. God is a God of order. God operates in the realm of structure. Look at the miracle he did. And I'm getting off course, but I got to share it with you. But look at the miracle he did when he took the two fish and five loaves and fed the 5,000 men, not including the women and children that were listening to his teaching. Scripture says that the first thing Jesus did before he blessed it, broke it, and gave it, he told them to sit down in groups and in numbers that he designed intentionally. In other words, God says, I have power, but my power flows within structure. I have the ability to do great things in your life, but my power flows in structure. I've got vision for you, but my vision is materialized in the presence of structure. I must have expectation from me and I must have expectation for me. Let's look at the text. Let's pick it apart. The woman with the issue of blood, her phrasing was this, said, I will be made well. I'm sure you're already ahead of me because all of you are super intelligent. You understand she established what the expectation was for her. Her first objective was to make clear what she believed. What was she believing? If I can do this, I can be made well. I can be made whole. I can be uh, I can be healthy. I can be developed. I can be fully functioning. I can operate in dimensions of health that I have never seen before. I can accomplish the dream. I can start the business. I can start the ministry. I can lose the weight. I can get the education. I can raise these children. I can be a better husband. I can be a better father. I can be a better wife. I can be a better mother. And she established I will be made whole, but you cannot get to the expectation for if you don't realize the expectation from. What was the expectation she had from herself? The text says, she said, if I only touch the hem of his garment. In other words, she was saying, my vision is to be whole, but the process is me touching his garment. That's what I expect myself to do so I can have what I desire. And what would it be like in our lives if we captured these concepts? 
But before I spend time on that, I want to take you here to the idea that number one, you must expect for you in spite of. Expectation is not an easy thing. Expectation really isn't. It's a very, it's a very challenging element to live under because it requires us to move beyond some things. And so I want to encourage you like the woman with the issue of blood to expect for you in spite of. Yeah. And in other words, I want to encourage you to hope for your life despite what you're dealing with. I want to encourage you to believe again, to dream again, to aspire again, to wake up and write in your notebooks, the concepts and ideas that God drops in your heart in the middle of your sleep. I want, I want you to expect for yourself again. In order to do that, there's some things we have to move beyond. Number one, the woman with the issue of blood had to expect healing for herself by getting beyond her own failure. The Bible says, according, remember scripture, there's multiple recordings of the event of the woman with the issue of blood. But one writer's perspective says that this woman went before many doctors and ended up growing worse because the doctors could not make her better and they took her money. So she had many failed attempts at what she was hoping for. And a lot of times, one of the things that cripples our expectation is our failure. One of the things that cripples our ability to believe is the fact that we tried before and it didn't work. I tried to be married before. It didn't work. I tried to put my trust in a man. It didn't work. I tried to be a better father, but I messed up again. I tried to be that good preacher and study harder and work harder to develop more impactful messages, but I'm still stuck in the same level I see myself in from before. I tried to go to college, but I failed out of the classes. I tried to lose the weight, but I keep gaining more pounds. I tried to start the business, but nobody supported me because they don't support uh, in my community. Whatever the excuse is, you have to learn... Number one, I have to get over the failure in order to believe for my future. I got to get over my failure. If you're taking notes, write that down. I am getting over my failure. I tried it once and I blew it. I absolutely did. Be honest about the mistakes you've made. Be honest about what you what you did not succeed with, but do not let that hold you captive. I got to move beyond my failure. But not only do you have to expect in spite of your failure, you have to expect in spite of the expectation of others. Look at the text. The one thing that let the woman with the issue of blood know where Jesus was, was the crowd. But the one thing that was keeping her from Jesus was the crowd. So the same thing that showed us where he was, was the same thing that was keeping her from getting to where he will be. And in other words, she had to learn how to get through the crowd to get to where Jesus was. And within that crowd, there were certain expectations. You got to understand, according to the law, according to the rituals of the time, according to the law, it was it was against the law for a woman to touch anything when she had an issue of blood. It was wrong for her to even come near folk without making the statement, I am unclean. So the expectation of others is she'll stay away. The expectation of others is she won't touch us. The expectation of others is she won't get close. The expectation of others is she'll announce her issue. And sometimes it's the expectations of other people as they view our dilemma that hold us back from expecting for ourselves. 
It seems like everybody wants to remember what you did, where you've been, how you failed, how you messed up, who you hurt, who you let go, who you, who, how you flopped. Everybody wants to hold that against you, but you cannot let the expectations of people keep you from having hope for your own future. Remember the verse we dealt with last podcast, that God is the God of hope and his plan is to fill you with joy and peace, the enduring elements. So as you believe, so that the Holy Spirit can birth peace in you through his power. God designed you to hope and we cannot let people keep us from our hope. But not only did she have to get past her failure, not only did she have to get past the expectation of others, she had to get past and despite and move despite her own weakness. Time is getting away from me, so I got to push through. But the reality is the woman with the issue of blood, you can't tell me she bled profusely for 12 years and didn't have weakness. You can't tell me she didn't have all these uh, failed attempts to get better and going to doctor after doctor that took her money but left her getting worse and she wasn't even weak. And, and though it may not have been physical weakness, it you can't tell me she wasn't emotionally weak. You can't tell me she wasn't mentally weak. You can't tell me she couldn't have potentially been spiritually weakened and drained of her own strength to even keep on going. And this is why we find her in such a, a, a ravaged place. Matter of fact, I believe that may even be why her, her goal was set so low. She never said, if I could touch Jesus, she said, I just want to touch the hem of his garment. The implication is I got, I want to touch the closest thing that I can reach because I can't see above the him because all I can do is crawl to get there. That may have been her stance, which set the stage for her expectation. But the reality of it is, is that she had to learn how her weakness did not disqualify her from the power of God. She had to move in spite of her weakness. She had to move even though it was hard and difficult to accomplish the very thing she was seeking to accomplish. And I want to encourage you that in order if for you to move forward in your life, you got to get over your weaknesses. You cannot let your downfalls, your, your inabilities, you cannot let the weight of the experience of what you've been through hold you back from accomplishing what God has for you. You cannot allow these things to keep you off track. Man, my list is so long, I can't even get through it all. But I want to drop two more on you, and then I will set it up for the next podcast. Not only did she deal with her weakness, but she had to expect for herself, despite her excessive extension, of seasons. She had an excessive extension of seasons. According to the Bible, all we know that this woman had was an issue of blood. And we knew that she bled for 12 years. Uncontrolled bleeding for 12 years. We don't have a physical medical diagnosis of this woman, but we know she did had bleeding for 12 years. The crazy thing is, it is natural for a woman to have seasons of bleeding. The problem with the, with the issue of blood in this woman is not that she had bleeding, but it's how long it lasted. In other words, there are God-ordained seasons that our lives have 
But sometimes because we're mishandled or because of our own deficiencies or because of our own addictions and our own issues, we extend seasons too long and what God ordained now becomes dangerous. Wow. The one thing God designed to be, God designed you to be on that job. God designed you to be on that job, serving in that capacity. But because of fear and because of doubt of in yourself, you remain in a position that's below the potential God has for you. And a job God designed you to work for a year and then move forward, you now have a 10-year commitment to because you've extended the season too long. Question for me, question for you, is what seasons have we been in too long? What relationships have you been in too long? What phases of relationship have you been in too long? What, what, what church have you been at too long? God sent you there for an assignment, but because you got uncomfortable, you remain in a place that, had, that no longer accommodates God's design for your present existence. So now you're out of place in the place God sent you. How, where, how have you found yourself in seasons too long? The woman with the issue of blood was made to bleed. She was a woman. It's a natural occurrence for a woman to bleed. But the problem is it has to end sometime. And there's some things in our lives that we hang on to that because they become our norm. The number 12 talks about rulership and leadership, governmental rule. The, the number 12 is symbolic in that way. But listen, her condition became her leader. It became her ruler that told her how to live because it lasted too long. What are you hanging on to that muzzles out and muffles out your expectation? Extended seasons. Seasons that Continue beyond God's ordained time. Don't let it keep you from expecting. And here's the last thing. I want to really highlight under this idea of expect for you in spite of. I want you to inspect, expect, I'm sorry, expect for you in spite of the cost of pursuing what you believe. Here it is. Every dream, vision, objective that God puts in your life is going to cost you something. There's nothing God gives without sacrifice. When Abram became Abraham and he was given that name and he became the father of the faith, the command of God was for him to leave his father's house. Leave what he knew and go to a place God would show him. Catch that. Leave what you know and go to a place, not that I'm showing you now, but I'm going to show you. It cost him to become the father of many nations. It, it cost him to become the father of the faith. It cost Abram to get his name changed to Abraham because whenever God wants to catapult you to a new place, there's a cost that comes along with it because you and my salvation, it cost him everything. So why do we feel we don't have to pay a cost? I want to encourage you not to just count the cost of what expecting and hoping and believing and dreaming is going to cost you and not be willing to pay it. You cannot 
steal the dream God has for you. You cannot sneak it. You cannot uh, talk your way into it. You cannot uh, get connected your way into it. People can't put you there. Not what God has for you. There's an ordained plan of God. And guess what? Just like it makes you smile, there will be times where the plan of God brings tears to your eyes because the weight of what he wants you to do is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you some of your passion and your pursuits. It's going to cost you some relationships. There's some folk you cannot carry where God is trying to take you. There's some folk who just can't go where God is telling you to go. There's some people, if you're going to have your expectation, you're going to have to shut the door on. You're going to have to stop calling them. You're going to have to send them a Facebook message for their birthday rather than hanging out with them all night long because in order for you to obtain, it's, there's a fee attached to obtaining even the hopes and dreams God has put in your life. Show me one man, one woman that served God and had awesome impact and didn't pay a price. Each and every one of the apostles was killed for their faith. Each and every one of the ones who have written the scriptures that we now read and we grow from had died because of their faith. And you think that Jesus does not die for you and you don't have a cross to bear? The songwriter said, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for you and there's definitely a cross for me. There's a cross we have to bear. Jesus said in scripture, if any man should come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. In order to come into the dream, the passion, the business, the career, the degree, the healthy relationship, the home, the car, whatever you're believing God for, it's going to cost you something. And we got to make sure that we don't give up on what we're believing God for because we're not willing to pay the cost. Well, my brother and sister, I'm getting about your face. I pray that you're encouraged and that you believe God and you get your expectations high because God has a plan for you. And when your expectations meet his plan, that any man who loves God and follows God, there's nothing you cannot do because all things are possible to them that believe. God bless you and we'll see you next time on Live Alive. Family, we appreciate your support on the podcast and we pray that you've been challenged and blessed by your time with us today. Now, remember, God's plan for you is abundance. So refuse to settle for less. And until next time, keep living.